0: and uh and jazz who i really look up to so like to be able to hold a a title that jazz held is something like very special to me because i think jazz she's another woman that to me doesn't get enough love in in, for what she did for women's wrestling i think she was really a trailblazer for like looking badass and being tough and um you know so be able to have like lineage that same title with lineage that that has is, is really special to me and like the fact that i've held it for so long i think you know, you can look at the NWA however you want, whether it be a, you know, you say it's a small promotion or what old too old school, whatever. The fact is, the fact that I've had it for so long, I think it does bring a little bit of eyes to it, like no matter what, people from all around the wrestling world, whether you've even watched a match of mine, you're kind of like, wow, you know, that, that's something that you have to respect.
1: Women's
2: Wrestling Talk the number one women's wrestling show. Welcome, welcome to Women's Wrestling Talk, the number one women's wrestling show on the planet. Of course, you have entered the Shakers' den with the Salt Shakers, myself and my tag team partner, Dreon Santana. And you guys, we have a very, very, very special guest, someone who is, if, if not the most dominating woman in wrestling as a champion right now, None other from NWA, the women's world champion Camille.
0: Hello, how are you guys doing? Good,
2: Good. Good. how are you doing?
0: Good, you made me put on a little bit of makeup this morning (laughs) so I got my day started. You know, we're doing good,
2: (laughs) we're doing good. Listen, well, before we get into all things Camille and NWA, of course, let's do some quick hot takes. We're gonna ask you a few questions just off the rip and you just give us a uh, answer, okay? All right. All right, so where's your favorite place to vacation?
0: Ooh, uh, me and my husband, we really like Mexico. So Ooh. we're we're actually gonna go to Tulum in uh, sometime in March and that'll be our first time in Tulum. So we went to uh, Playa del Carmen the last time and it was really nice because it was a mix of like the resort-ish area, but you can also yeah. go and explore, like, Ooh. you know, and get like the actual culture. So that was nice.
1: Yeah. Do you have a hidden talent that nobody knows about?
0: Hidden talent. Let me think something that no one knows. Uh I used to be able to sing when I was younger, but not so much anymore. I feel like as I got older, my voice changed and now I cannot sing anymore. But I used to do musicals and plays and stuff like that. So I guess that would be kind of a lot not a lot of people know about that. That's cool. Yeah.
2: Now, um, we know that you've had different hair colors in the past, so what would, what would you say is your favorite hair color thus far?
0: My favorite is definitely the silver gray. Probably I've had that like the most consistent, um, but unfortunately all of them, except for just like my natural blonde, are a pain in the butt to keep up. My least favorite was the red red. I think I have, like, a very red undertone to my skin naturally, so, Mm -hmm. like, the, the hot, like, bright red did not look good on me, but then I went to, like, a burgundy from that, and the burgundy was nice, too, but I think that when you're a blonde, you sort of always kind of go back to, like, the variations of blonde, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right.
1: Now, a lot of us have had some childhood crushes, of course. Mine is always like Billy from Scream. I know he's a killer and everything, but he was top tier to me. So
0: did you ever have like a childhood celebrity crush? My childhood celebrity crush, I would say, was Nick Carter. From the Backstreet
2: Boys. Oh, that's a good one.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I love the Backstreet Boys and then I look, which is hilarious because like now if I look back on it, he's like not my type at all. Like blonde <laughs> hair and stuff like that. But when I was younger, he was it for me.
2: Mm, that's very interesting. Yeah. Now, Santana brought up, of course, Scream and that everything Halloween. We love that here at Women's Wrestling Talk. So growing up or even in your adult life, what would you say is your favorite Halloween costume?
0: Well, my most memorable one, I I don't know if it's my favorite, but the one that I remember the most is, so when I was little, I wanted to be like a fashion designer Mm -hmm. and I would do, I would like um, make all these sketches of like my clothing line and all this stuff. And so one Halloween I sewed together. My own witch's costume, and like I had no idea how to sew. Like it was a, it really not like well done, but it lasted me the whole night, and then it finally started falling apart. Like right when I was on my <laughs> street to go home. So that's the most memorable Halloween costume I had.
2: Oh my goodness! Did
0: yeah. you at least get some candy? You know? Oh, I got yeah, yeah girl. I got all the candy. <laughs> yeah. Good.
2: Yeah. All
1: right. I guess it would be like uh, last one. If you had to be a superhero,
0: which superhero would you be? Would I be or wouldn't I be?
1: Yeah, would you be?
0: Uh, Yeah, why not? I would be. I'm trying to think of what my, I think my superpower would probably be like invisibility. Because you can do a lot of stuff when you're invisible. Like you can hear things you need to hear. You can go places without people seeing you. So I would be a superhero and I would be invisible. Yeah, I think I'll be eavesdropping on. The yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You can find out everything you
2: need to find out, mm-hmm. and like knowledge is power. So there you go. Yeah. Maybe so. <laughs> well, um, of course, you have been champion for over six hundred days now. Tell us how you celebrated and what that means to you, um, not only to women's wrestling but also to your career and holding that for such a such a long time.
0: I kind of celebrated by recently, so about a year ago, because I had gone on Twitter a long time ago, and then about a year ago, I was like, well, I should probably have some sort of Twitter presence, but I still don't want to be on it, so I had someone, like, running it for me, and I told them, I was like, don't act like me. I don't want you, like, talking like me. I was like, just promote things and retweet and stuff like that, but this year, I was like, okay, I think I'm finally ready to, like, get on Twitter myself. I can handle whatever's starting at me. Like, I'm good to go, and so... I wouldn't say like I celebrated any sort of way, but the fact that on Twitter, um, NWA and stuff, they made like, a graphic for me and I just got so much like positivity back and like so many, and to see so many fans that really support me, I guess that's like a celebration in itself. And so that was really exciting just to see like, oh, people are supportive of this run and of me. And so that was really nice because you guys know how negative Twitter can be. And it really wasn't too much <laughs> negativity around it. It was mostly very positive. So that was a good interaction with, with everyone.
1: Yeah. Keeping up with the positivity. I mean, talk about the importance of being um, a champion in NWA, being the women's world champion at that. I mean, there's a long line of women who came, you know, before you and things like that. So having 600 days is major and a lot of people yeah. don't talk about it. So yeah. in your eyes, what is, what is the importance behind it?
0: You know? I think, like you said, the importance is really just the the history behind it. I mean, someone like Great moolah held it for like I think it was like over like nine thousand days, her no. her day. <laughs> something ridiculous, or someone like the great Moolah ha- had it and uh, and jazz who i really look up to so like to be able to hold a, t- a title that jazz held is something like very special to me because i think jazz she's another woman that to me doesn't get enough love in, in- for what she did for women's wrestling i think she was really a trailblazer for like looking badass and being tough and um you know so to be able to have like lineage that same title with lineage that that has is-, is really special to me and like the fact that i've held it for so long i think you know, you can look at the NWA however you want, whether it be a, you know, you say it's a small promotion or what old too old school, whatever. The fact is, the fact that I've had it for so long, I think it does bring a little bit of eyes to it. Like no matter what people from all around the wrestling world, whether you've even watched a match of mine, you're kind of like, wow, you know, that, that's something that you have to respect.
2: Now, with that being said, and on a broader, broader spectrum what does nwa as a promotion mean to you not only just as a champion but also as a wrestler being able to get in the room with so many people you know
0: yeah the nwa to me it just means like freedom we've had a lot of people come in from other promotions or just the indies and i feel like with the nwa the way billy runs it you really just have the ability to kind of explore yourself explore where you want to go with your character how you want to talking your promos. I mean, he really just gives all of the wrestlers so much freedom to find themselves. And I think like, that's the most important thing for me, because, um, you know, while in other companies, maybe if you have no ideas at all, it's nice to just be told what to do. But I think a lot of wrestlers, for the most part, are very creative people. And so to be able to have that freedom and creativity is what is like what means the most to me about being part of NWA.
1: Yeah, so being a part of NWA, you've like you said, you've you've wrestled a lot of people. Uh one wrestler in particular you have a lot of chemistry with is Taya Vacky. Um, you know, you and her have wrestled on your turf and then you go down to Mexico for AAA mm-hmm. to wrestle on her turf. So talk about, you know, that experience going down to Mexico and you know, facing Ty ofacky for that champion that she's been caring for <laughs> a long time, just like yeah. you have. So talk about that experience.
0: Yeah. So like you said, we wrestled on my home turf. I won that one. And then mm-hmm. uh, Conan reached out to me about A because I know like, I think initially it was supposed to be Thunder Rosa, but she was hurt. And so yeah. they needed to bring in uh, someone else and, and having that opportunity was so exciting for me because I'd been to Mexico before with wrestling, but I was just kind of like in a manager role still at that mm-hmm. point. So I hadn't actually got to experience like working around those fans and, um, fans there are, are just on a whole other level like there's like they're really into it and even like if you're a bad guy they'll throw stuff at you if you're doing bad and so like that energy is so fun to be around and um it was kind of like it's one of those things I wasn't sure how I was going to react coming out because that's the most people I've ever wrestled front of in my life and so I wasn't sure how you know I was going to feel when I came out and saw that but what was funny is like the way the lighting is and stuff really all you kind of see is right around the ring anyway. And so you realize even though there's like tens of thousands of people there, it still feels like any other match because you just see like right, right around the ring. And so I was like, oh cool. Like this is I feel still at home. Even though it's a six-sided ring. That was my first time in a six-sided ring too. But um and the fact that I got to do it with someone like Taya, like my first experience in Mexico with Taya, it's such a big um big moment. It was the triple mania. Like that's their that's kind of like their WrestleMania, you know. And um, Taya is not only a fantastic wrestler, she's wrestled all over the world and done it all. She's also just a fantastic human being. And so like, I have so much respect for her. And like, you know, part of me being able to work that triple mania was her kind of giving the nod and the okay that she would work with me. And so I just told her, thank you a million times for the opportunity. And um, it was just something that I'll always cherish.
2: Absolutely. And y'all y'all tore the house down. Uh, We definitely were watching something else that we were watching you were involved in the xpw women's tournament last year as well where you faced one of my favorites Deanna perrazzo the virtuosa and to me i couldn't wait for you guys to be able to get into the ring talk about that experience and then also moving on um, in that tournament and being in such a historic moment for such a smaller promotion and also in women's wrestling
0: yeah, so i was very excited to get in there with diana because that was our first time ever getting to work together and you know i she's, she's someone that I look at as just so respected in the wrestling world by the women, by the men, she's just a respected wrestler. So to be able to get in there with her, I was very excited about. We, uh, it was, that day was sort of, uh, all over the place. I, Cause I know it was, um, Rob Black who owns XPW's his first time running an all women's show and he had a lot of stuff going on. And so we were trying to figure a lot out. And so we actually, uh, didn't even have that much time to put anything together. And the fact that we got in there and had the match that we had, I was like, damn, you know, like imagine on even like a grander stage and we have like much more time and stuff. I mean, I I just think that we had some really good chemistry. So that was cool. And then uh, and then later on in that night, we had that more like a hardcore type of match, which I'm not I'm not like a hardcore gal. That's just not my really lane. But I was like, I'll try it out and I'll do it. So it was my first time ever in a match like that. And once again, we had nothing planned. Except for, like, the very, like, we had no, so, <laughs> I was, I was just looking at Taya, I was like, are we really getting, get, like, about to go out there and have no idea what we're doing? And we were both like, yep, yeah, that's what's happened tonight, we're just, <laughs> we're just gonna go see what happens, and so, like, even though it was just a wild day and kind of all over the place, it was, we all, we all just made the most of it and, and had a good time, and it was just a great group of girls, it really was.
1: Yeah, we definitely we sat there and we watched, it and it was like, oh my goodness, it <laughs> was having issues with getting the title on the on the thing, and yeah, <laughs> it, was, yeah. <laughs> it was a
0: lot happening. Um, it was so low at first. We were like, we could just touch it, like we didn't need yeah. a ladder.
2: <laughs> Everything was so good about that show too, because even Chelsea was like arguing with the fans, and yeah. we, you did you definitely got a mixture of NWA and Impact, and just mm-hmm. so many. Like for me, your match with Diana was. A, a dream match so yeah
0: you know. yeah definitely
1: so continue to speak of diana uh you guys alongside jordan grace will be a part of team usa in the lucha libre world cup in mexico um talk about how this all came about and i mean <laughs> like it just came out of nowhere for us we just recently saw it so talk about you know being able to work uh, be on the tag team side of diana and someone as powerful as jordan grace too
0: Girl, it came out of nowhere for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I got the I got a message about doing it like probably a couple days before they announced it, and then I got a message from uh, Jordan too on Instagram because we've actually never even me and Jordan and I've never worked together, and so um, but she messaged me on it. That's the beauty of Instagram; you can reach out and talk to anybody. And she reached out and she was like, "Hey, so I think it's um, me, you, and Diana for the." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Like, like that's how you find out. You just like and, and then they announced it. But um, we've got a couple of, like, little things planned to really make us a, a cohesive team and stuff like that. And so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And once again, great group of girls. I mean, on the, the rest of the world team, there's Taya, Natalia Markova, Chrissy Janes. And, and, like, and then you got Sexy Star, the new Sexy Star. You have so many, like, big stars from, like, their prospective places coming together. And let me be honest. I, you know, I'm the women's champion. I do one-on-one matches, right? Like, that's that's all I'm used to. So this is going to be a whole new ball game for me. Like, I've never really, never, I've tagged maybe a couple of times in my career, never done a trio thing. I'm not even sure how this tournament is working. Like, if we're doing trios, if they're splitting it, we're going to all find out together. So that's, <laughs> that's going to be, it's just going to be really exciting. I know that I have, a, Um, it's going to be a big weekend for me because I have, a match at uh, Battleground in Philadelphia the night before, and then I'm flying into Mexico the day of. So it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be a big weekend, but I'm I'm really excited about it.
2: That's so exciting. Um, and speaking of that, um, so how do you prepare for a singles match versus what you're going into preparing yourself for Mexico? Do you have any? Um, like must haves or things that you have to do to prepare and what is the difference, um, that you're going to be looking now?
0: So I like to say that my psychology for singles matches is, is up there. Like with, with a lot of people, like, it's very good. I, I like to personally think, <laughs> but when it comes to, like I said, tag team matches or like multi-men matches, My psychology, it's new for me. So that's something like I have to, I have to just just study more tape. I have to study these trios matches. I have to study tag team wrestling because it's something that is new for me. And I don't know a lot about. So like when I go into singles matches, I think I go into it with like tons of ideas and like tons of stuff. And, you know, you talk about it and you work out what you want to do. But for like whenever I do a tag or in this case, maybe possibly a trios, I'll have some ideas, but I think I go in with like almost more of an open mind. Because I can like admittedly be like, hey, I'm not an expert here, so <laughs> give me give me what you got. So I think that there's just a lot more, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, like collaboration that goes into these multi-man matches. And you just have to be a lot more open-minded because there's so many moving parts. And as far as mo- working in Mexico itself, like this one's in Guadalajara, but um, like Mexico City, I did so much more in-ring cardio to get ready for it because the altitude is so high there that, like, even if you're not doing a lot, you can get blown up so fast. And so that's the only one thing Taya told me. She was like, girl, do your cardio because it's going to be tough. And so I know there was a point in the match where I was, like, laying down, and I was like, hold on, give me a second. Because <laughs> it was like, it's, it's, it's harder to breathe there.
1: yeah um, I mean, speaking of cardio-wise, I mean, you, in my eyes, have an amazing physique, Camille. no that's not true. Too- They're a brick house for a reason. So are there any secret workout methods that you utilize that you can share to some people who want to feel like they're a brick house as well?
0: Honestly, this sounds so cliche, but what I figured out is consistency is key. So a lot of people, if they're like starting to get into working out, they might try to go super hard in the gym. And that's great. But you might get a little burnt out because you're going too hard at first. And then you're like, oh, and then you take too many days off and you got to start all over again. So what I have found works for me and especially like when you're traveling a lot, you're, you know, you kind of run down anyway. I think like just consistency and getting in the gym and moving and doing something like a little bit of something every day rather than going hard like three times a week is, is kind of like the better way to do it. Especially when you're a wrestler, like and you're having, like I said, you're having to travel all the time. Your body's worn down. Just get in there and get moving and like. Work your body parts however you need to, but just stay consistent with it. I think, and that's the hardest part for anybody. Like I did a post the other day. I was in the hotel room, and it was a really long travel day to Canada the day before, and all mm-hmm. I wanted to do was lay in bed before the show. I just wanted to lay in bed all day, but I was like, no, I need to go and sweat. Like it wasn't even like to get big or anything like that, but just move, just moving, you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now you're currently still living in Tennessee, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes
2: i am a tennessee native i've lived here all of my life tell us a little bit about the tennessee experience do you love it do you hate it how do you feel and what do you i mean what do you what do you like the most about it if you like it at all
0: if i like it yeah Yeah. um no i actually really do like tennessee because i'm from north carolina originally so like other than it being a little bit more like mountainy it reminds me a lot of North Carolina, to be honest. And so it kind of, it it feels like home for me. I have, I lived in California. I lived in Texas. I lived in Florida and Tennessee, I'd say reminds me the most of where I grew up and home. And so, uh, and we're in Hendersonville, which is right outside of Nashville. And um, we love where we've moved to. And obviously Tom, he's a trainer at a wrestling school here, FXC wrestling. And so we've really made this place home and uh, it's, we're, we're just renting a house right now, but I would love to when our lease comes up to uh, talk to the guy and be able to buy it. That's the yeah, because I would love I would love to stay here. We're a little far from my family. Uh, it's about eight hours. So that's the only part I don't like. Uh, but other than that, I mean, everyone is really nice. Everyone's really friendly. You have like everything you need within 30 minutes. And so I, I love it here
2: for anyone who is traveling to Nashville. What are some like? must see spots like where are places that you have to go or where are some of your favorite spots that you like to go
0: well if you're like a partier everyone says you have to go to broadway like that's the, of course that's the touristy touristy spot if you want to like do the whole touristy thing and see all the live music on you can go to broadway so yeah um i am not much of like a goer outer, but I, I guess I did, I did the other night because I haven't seen one of my girlfriends in a long time. And we went to this place called the hidden bar. Have you heard of it? I have. Yeah. And so yeah. they do like different themes and they'll keep a theme for like a few months and then change it out. So I would say like, if you want to do something that's not so touristy and like yeah. only kind of the locals know, look up the hidden bar in Nashville and you'll find it. It's like in hotel Noel it's mm-hmm. called. And then you go downstairs and then it's like in a little storage closet and uh, it's, it's it's cool. You feel like you're in your own little place. We went to another place. Have you been to the, um, the red phone booth? I think
2: I have not, but I've heard of it.
0: Yeah. So like mm-hmm. there's a red phone booth on the outside and you yes. go in and it's very much like um, back in the like, prohibition days type of thing, kind of like feel and they have cigars there. So if you're into cigars and stuff like that, they have all of that. And it's kind of cool, but. Yeah, I would say just look. I, apparently, you can look up a lot of this on TikTok. I don't have a TikTok, but apparently TikTok is where you can find all the little hidden gyms in Nashville.
2: Yeah, see, I'm in Murfreesboro, so we're not too yeah. far. Yeah, I've been
0: there one time because I went to like. There's a very nice gym in Murfreesboro. I forgot there is. what it's called, but yeah, it's like it's like you have to go down um, stairs and you're almost like going down into the ground to go to this gym. But it's really I think it's called like Olympia but I don't know. It's oh
2: really not- yeah. 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 It's, yeah I- it's, um, it's like in a plaza.
0: Yes. It's in a plaza. Cause I remember yeah. looking for it and I couldn't, I was like, where is this place? And like, it's literally just like this little door and then you go down the stairs and then there's a whole gym underground. So that's pretty cool.
1: I feel so out of place. <laughs> sorry, like, nowhere sorry. Any
0: of <laughs> I've been, I've only been to,
1: to Nashville for like wrestling shows, but not like to, you know, venture around. And Nikki is, I guess this is another way, nigga, to try to persuade me to move to Tennessee. Yes. So anybody who lives in Tennessee, she always asks these questions to try to reel me in. Why I do.
2: do we have there? our we have a spot in Nashville that we go to when Santana's here. It's called Velvet Taco. Oh, um, well, I was
0: just across the street from Velvet Taco the other night. It's
2: so good, Camille. Like I haven't it, had it. Oh my and god. It, it.
1: We went to. We started. Oh. We started in Texas for it. Found yes. out that Tennessee has one. Yeah. Yep. And so, our tradition, I guess, we're creating is wherever a velvet taco is, wherever we go, we're
0: going there. We just yes. went to Atlanta. So, <laughs> yeah. I need to go then, apparently. Cause yes. I, it's good. If you like barbecue, have you been to um, it's Peg Pin or something like that? Peg Pin Porker? No. I don't know. Yeah, I love it. Really, if you guys are watching, it. it's really good if you like barbecue.
2: Yeah. I love, I love some good barbecue.
0: Yes. So good. I'm not the biggest barbecue person but <laughs> i will
1: eat it every now and then um but uh, of course you know wrestling is part of your life and everything like that um i know you used to do bodybuilding back beforehand and things like that too um so if you weren't a wrestler what would you
0: be doing would you Girl. open
1: up the fashion designing part of things or- <laughs> <laughs>
0: That that's the question that me and my husband ask each other probably like every day, because we realize that wrestling is not forever. And we're like, dude, what are we going to (laughs) do after this? This is like all we know. I mean, I've had uh, I had other jobs. I went to college. My degree is in communication studies. So I can. Yeah. So I can sort of do like whatever I want with that. It's a great degree, I think, to have. Um, I used to want to do sports broadcasting. So, I think that's something like if wrestling didn't work out, that I would be a sports broadcaster. Um, but now it's a bit late in the game to get into that. So, what the only good thing about it is you have to go to nursing school, I think, to be. And I, because so I'd love to be like an injection person that does the Botox and the lips and mm-hmm. do all that. So, I'm really into like skincare and stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I don't, I don't know if I want to do the nursing school thing. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't was like a cheat code. To kind of get around that, you know? I know that's what everyone <laughs> says. They're like, "Why? Like, why?" I was like, "Can I just take some classes for it? Right. And it's good to go." But I, I, don't know. I don't know.
2: With that being said, I mean, of course, we have to reel it back to professional wrestling. Is there anyone that you have your eyes on, whether it be male or female, in the game? Like, you're just like, I, I want to get in the ring with them if, if it, you know, if the universe aligned.
0: If the universe aligned. Uh, and it could be anyone from any company, right?
2: You you can pick any company, any company.
0: I mean, I think the I think the biggest money matchup with like the story development and everything that go into it, and all of the background, everything, and then just the stature and everything would be Charlotte Flair. It would have to be. Mm. I, that that's that's the money <laughs> matchup right there.
2: Wow.
1: Yeah. The- and me and Nikki have had the discussion plenty of times. Right? So many times. <laughs> so I
0: was like, we, 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 That's like you can just see it, you know. Yeah, I just think that I think the story's there. I think yes. that it's just everything needed to make a great build-up for a match is is there.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you you definitely can keep up with her. Definitely, yeah. I mean, you have the elect the athleticism. And everything, uh, because I actually did get a chance to see you wrestle for the first time in person at the NWA. Um, it was a New Orleans show to be exact, where you faced, oh, okay. King, yeah, um, and you even faced a Jasmine Allure mm-hmm. on the night afterwards. So it was it was really like nice to see you wrestle for the first time in person. And I mean, you know, those girls really well, like Callan King, she's really good, Chelsea Green is hilarious in her own right, but she's also yeah. a really good wrestler, too. So, yeah. Um, I definitely enjoyed watching that. And since we're in like a new year and everything like that, um, and even within your career right now, what would you say is like your main goal? Like what is your main thing that you want to um, achieve in your career?
0: I think the main goal, like the goal that I really set for myself this year and as silly and almost marky as it sounds Mm -hmm. is just to get more like, Eyes on me as far as the internet is concerned. I, I I hate that. There's a huge part of me that just is grinds my gears because I'm so old school. I really am. Like as far as wrestling, but I'm I'm kind of realized the like the last few months of the last year. Like it, the internet is just such a big part of today's landscape and people knowing who you are and, and finding out like and because I I feel like I've put in like the the last year 2022, my matches, the quality of them, everything has been so like so good and I'm, I, I'm very proud of myself, but it's like, okay, now are people actually getting to see this work? And so to be more visible and be more active like on my socials and stuff like that, that's kind of my goal for this year is just to really spread my wings and try to get like, um, I, the last year I did pretty good as far as like getting on independent shows and, and working like new names outside of the NWA, but to push that even farther this year, And just be able to work with people from like all over the world, just outside of the NWA and be able to, because the thing is, on a selfish level, it gets more views on me, right? Mm -hmm. But then I'm the NWA champion, so it also gets more views on the NWA. And so if people, they follow me, they might start following the NWA as a whole. So I think it's a win-win.
2: That's a good way to look at it too. Um and brings me to my next question with NWA circling back. How is the locker room and what do you feel uh, do you see yourself as a leader as champion um and what do you do to make yourself be you know feel like you are representing NWA Women's Division in the best way you can? Mm,
0: definitely. So I haven't been in you know any of the other bigger companies locker rooms so I can't say. But biasly, I think our locker room is, like, the best locker room ever. I The girls, we all, we're all we all just friends. We, we hang out afterwards and stuff, and, like, we'll go out whatever city we're in. Um, and all of the girls are such, such, such hard workers. And, like, we always have this little competition kind of thing with the boys. Like, we're going to put on the best matches. We're going to be, like, more hard hit. You know what I mean? And so it's just really fun. Like, it's a great environment back there. And you never – because I have had this before where you're going – to work or you're going to wrestling, you know, that day and you have, you know, a lot of anxiety. You you feel like you have to walk on eggshells and we don't have that at NWA. You just, you're happy to go to work and you're happy to see everybody. And I know I'm making it sound like sunshine and rainbows, but like, it really is like the girls locker room is, is fantastic. And as far as being a locker room leader, I'd say I am for the simple fact that I've just been there the longest I've been there for so long. And like, I'm very protective of keeping, that culture in the locker room, like lighthearted and nice and just everyone feeling welcomed. Um, I, I would say like my leadership though, is more of like by actions. I'm not sitting there and like bossing people, you know, it's not that type of leadership style. It's just, it's like, if I'm a good person and I'm easy to work with and I'm a positive person and I'm the champion, then everyone realizes, oh, okay, you know, and, and they follow suit. And so I think that that's kind of the way in which I lead the locker room.
1: Right. I think that's amazing um, that within the NWA's locker room, you guys have that, you know, support system. um, Because I know, like, within, you know, even though you've been doing this for so long, you still have that kind of, you know, nervousness whenever it is for, like, your first match or, like, your match coming in. You have a lot of new girls coming in Mm -hmm. to work with and things like that. So um, as a champion... Outside of just NW, I know you talked about maybe defending your title against, like, whoever, you know, going down to their promotions and things like that. So is there any other promotion where you can see yourself defending your title uh, at or wanting to defend your title against?
0: I think that realistically, if I'm um, maybe doing something with, like, Ring of Honor, or something like that, like, if I could take the NWA to, the like, the Ring of Honor, because, I mean, I know it's still ran by Tony, but it's sort of like they're, I don't want to say underneath because, because that sounds bad, but you know what I'm saying. I mean AEW's on TV. Ring of Honor doesn't have a TV deal yet. Right. So, like, I don't know if he would want to put the NWA title on AEW television again because he's done that with Thunder Rosa before. I don't know if he'd be open to it again, but I'm thinking since a Ring of Honor isn't on television yet, maybe at, like, a Supercard or something like that, um the NWA title could
2: be defended. Okay. Mm-hmm. That would actually be nice too, because I mean, of course our ROH is going through a rebrand and mm-hmm. like you said, you spoke on that earlier. Um we now we talked about fitness. Um, I was wondering if you had any Because the conversation of mental health is starting to become more and more relevant to today um, and especially more in the independent wrestling community. Mm -hmm. Um, So are there any regimens that you do or any things that you feel like are important that you have to do um, in order to keep your mental health maintained during such chaotic time with the Internet and traveling and all kinds of
0: things? Well, number one, I have to remember to take my medicine because I'm very, very open about this. I've been open about it. I'm diagnosed bipolar too. And so I like figuring like once I got my diagnosis, kind of, it was actually a blessing because then I could finally take the right steps to, you know, live my best life and thrive. And so, um, yeah, just staying on a good, you know, medication. And then I, if I realize, uh, anything is changing, just having an open communication with my psychiatrist, stuff like that. And just. Just having an open line of communication especially with my husband i mean that's the fact that like my husband is so supportive and such a sweetheart and always there for me like you do need a support system and that's why so many people with the mental health stuff um when like people that commit suicide stuff like that like either they didn't have a support system or they did they're too scared to reach out like and that's the sad thing about it and so that's why to me i'm not scared to talk about it because Look, it's 2023 with the internet and everything going on. Like everyone's got something going on. It just is, it is these days. It's very prevalent. And so I just want people to, and don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of people that um, glamorize it. I think that, you know, there's also people that are like, make, make it like cool. So so I'm like, okay, let's not do that because then you're kind of minimizing it. Let's make it serious. It is a very serious topic um but let's respect people like it doesn't it doesn't make people that deal with it any less of a human being or make their thoughts invalid and so um i just tried to remember too like with social media and keeping my head on right like that's why i was ready to come back to twitter and stuff like that that like look everybody has their opinions you're not going to be for everybody that's in life that's in wrestling that's in everything like you're not made for everybody it's just it is what it is people are going to have their favorites and like and if they're if they're like a super fan They'll talk crap about whoever is their favorite competition. You know what i said? So it's just like, just realizing that, hey, this is all, like, let's look at it as a good time, you know, and and let people have their fandom and let people talk crap if they want to talk crap, like, and just not taking it too serious. Like, does it feel good to see mean things about you? No. But as long as you can kind of let it slide off like water, like, you'll be okay.
1: And I think that's great because you do have those kind of fans who are very nitpicky and they <laughs> yeah. they, say, they try to say a lot of things to trigger you and, and all this and that, but at the end of the day you can always delete the app or block
0: yep. them or different things like that especially when you feel like it gets overwhelming too. Well, the person that was running my account because what I used to do when I had it the first time was block people, but yeah. then it shows that they're blocked and they get like this weird satisfaction out of it. And so <laughs> yeah. my the person that was running it told me about the mute button. Mm-hmm. So now is just muted and then they have no idea that and then they don't get that satisfaction so mm-hmm. like it's either that or i've also realized that um you can also kill them with kindness so if they're mm-hmm. saying something really mean sometimes i'll comment back and be like thanks so much for your support it's <laughs> <laughs> like and then they don't know where to go from there they're like oh okay like, <laughs> well, what can you say you know yeah exactly
2: <laughs> that is the best part well camille thank you so much we know you're gearing up for so many great things with N.W.A. You've been such a prevalent face in women's wrestling. And I have have I've spoken about this a lot on, on my Twitter and on my own accounts. You are probably one of the most underrated. And I think that 2023, that's going to change drastically. Um, yes, uh, with a within 600 over 600 day reign people are going to catch on so quickly. Um, And what you're doing is so amazing. So thank you so much for coming on. Before we leave, let everyone know where they can find you at.
0: Yes. So on Instagram, I'm at Camille Brickhouse. Camille's spelled with a K. Yes. And um, on Twitter, I'm at Camille underscore brick because Brickhouse didn't fit. So just brick.
1: Yeah, of course, we do appreciate you uh, coming on, uh, Camille. We did feature you in our uh, top twenty-five women's wrestlers of 2022. Yes, uh, so much. we we definitely needed to, and and you know, hopefully, we're able to see you, you know, pretty much skyrocket because a lot of people don't talk about you or your reign, and, and we need that because right. you're, you're killing it. You have an amazing matches and everything like that, and I just I need people to pay attention a little bit.
0: More. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I appreciate it so much. I really do
2: absolutely well of course this has been women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show on the planet women's wrestling talk the number one women's wrestling show
0: on the planet